Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you guys are here with me today because we have two very special guests with us. Today we have with us Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader, and they are the creators of the podcast, The Fit Mess. This is a podcast devoted to helping people live their lives step-by-step, little-by-little, each and every day. They have interesting and amazing guests on who are there to help people. And I know that you guys are going to love this because that's pretty much what we do on this podcast every day too. So I cannot wait to jump in and get started and find out exactly why they created this podcast and what it's all about. But before we get started, we do have a message from today's sponsor. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by the Power of Progress podcast. Meet Scott. Scott is the creator of the podcast, The Power of Progress. Scott has been in the fitness and nutrition industry all of his life. He started this podcast to help teach and mentor others on how to become healthier. So many people struggle with their mindset around their bodies. The Power of Progress allows people to focus on mindset, motion, and momentum. In this podcast, Scott explores your mindset and how your view of yourself may actually be causing you to struggle to achieve your results. Scott shows you how to shift your mindset so that you can achieve the results you want. The Power of Progress is on iTunes and Spotify. If you're interested in becoming a healthier and happier you, check out The Power of Progress. All right, guys, Zach and Jeremy, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so you created this podcast, The Fit Mess. But before we start talking about your podcast, I would love to know a little bit about each of you and how did you guys decide to just start a podcast? (laughs) Yeah, um, well, I I guess starting out with me, I was was pretty much a mess most of my life, not a fit mess. When I was 20 years old, I was probably 300 pounds, smoked two packs of cigarettes every day, drank Mountain Dew all day, ate at McDonald's all the time. Um, very unhealthy. Um, and I, I um, you know, had a couple of things happen that like led me onto a path of better wellness. And it was just one little thing and the next little thing and the next little thing. And, fast, and I was very depressed and very just mentally not in a good place. Um, very unhappy. And all of these changes that I implemented over the last, you know, 20 years or so, and, and it took 20 years, unfortunately, to do all of these things. Um, here I am, I'm at 43, probably the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my entire life. Um, and that journey led me to Jeremy where we started talking and we, we met and we got vulnerable with each other. And we talked about the struggles of life and how hard it is to be a dad, to be a husband, to be a brother, to be you know, all the things to all the people that you need to be and still be healthy mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, and Jeremy's got his own story, but at some point we decided, you know, we, we need to share this with other people. We need to share these conversations because guys don't talk like that. They don't talk about their emotions. They don't talk about their feelings. Um, so that's kind of where I came from and where we got to the podcast and I'll, I'll let Jeremy tell his story because it's not mine to tell. And I was also a mess and just, you know, really struggled with depression my entire life, struggled with weight, uh, got close to 300 pounds, but not quite as close as Zach did. Um, 
And it's just been a lifelong struggle trying to find the answers, trying to find the way to, to get the emotions stabilized, to keep the, you know, the weight down, all of the things. And it was around the time we have um, daughters that are the same age. Our wives at the time were pregnant uh, at the same time. And so through their connection, we were introduced and we did what guys do. We showed up at the events and sort of sized each other up and talked about the sports ball event that happened the other day and all the things that we don't really care about, but figure that's what guys do. And so you go through those hoops. And over time, more and more, you know, events getting together, we started to sort of chip away at the armor and figured out that, oh, I can actually kind of open up to this person. And, oh, he's he's on a similar journey as me. In fact, in my case, he was a few steps ahead of me. So I was able to ask a lot of questions about the successes that he was having. And in that, he was finding there were things that I was doing that he wanted to learn more about. And so we just started really opening up and sharing what was working and more importantly, what wasn't and why it was so painful. And I had already been in podcasting. I've been in radio for a long time, but the show that I was doing was wrapping up and Zach was, was, you know, correct to realize that these conversations we're having, we don't hear other guys talk like this. And there may be real value in putting these conversations out there because if they're helping us, they can help somebody else, even if it's one person and it would be fun to do. And so I resisted and said, no way, I'm no expert. I don't want to, you know, plant ideas in people's heads. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a guy who does some stuff and it kind of works. And he said, yeah, dummy, that's that's good enough. Let's do that. And so after some arm twisting, he finally convinced me to, to give it a shot. And so we've been doing that ever since. It's just getting on the microphone and, and the things that we don't know enough about, we bring in the experts to, to inform us. And then from that, we can say, oh, yes, I've tried that or I've, I've studied that and I've found that that is true. And so tell me more about that. Uh, and so that's that's really where it came from, was just a, a natural progression of our own wellness journeys uh, a, a, an opportunity to be vulnerable and an opportunity to share how using vulnerability, you can really develop a lot of strength and, and grow as a person. I love that. And I love that you guys uh, were able to see the value in being able to share your stories and having people come on and share their stories and to help people too, because I think you're so right, <laughs> not just men, but a lot of people, women included, don't feel vulnerable enough to share their stories with others because they're embarrassed or there's some shame around it. Um, and I have to say that also for those who are just listening and cannot see this podcast right now, um, you would never know that either one of you struggled with your weight. So I congratulate you on getting well because that is a difficult road in and of itself. But have you found that when you were on this journey, that a lot of the physical stuff was connected more to the emotional healing as well? I know for me, definitely. Um, I, I still use food as a, as a coping mechanism. I can be fully aware that at the end of the day, if it's been a hard day and I find myself staring at the pantry where all the junk is, I, I've, I can get to a point where I'm like, I'm aware that I'm doing this. And sometimes it's enough to go, this is, I'm not hungry. I don't need this. Close the door, make a better choice. Sometimes it's that bad of a day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm accepting that this is where I'm at in my life today. And so it's very much an ongoing journey. It's very much an ongoing struggle. Uh, I, I've always felt like, that's not true. I, I was going to go somewhere that I don't want to go. But, but what I will say is that definitely the, the weight didn't start to come off until the mental issues started being addressed. It was through therapy, through a lot of meditation, through really becoming mindful of my actions, mindful of what I was doing, that I was able to make better decisions about 
the food I was eating and about the way I was moving my body or not moving my body enough. And so the two definitely played a part together and everything that it took to drop what ultimately was about 70 pounds was incremental, tiny little steps, tiny little habit changes every day that as I look back now, had I said to myself, then these are all the things you're going to have to do to lose and maintain this weight. I would have said, no, that's never going to happen. But because at the time I went, oh, I can do this, do that for a while. Oh, and I'm going to add that, do that for a while. Ultimately, it all just uh, added up to uh, what so far is a a success story. Yeah. Same, same thing here. I, you know, I, I did find early on that like exercise and like physically, um, moving my body was, you know, a, you know, I started to lose some weight just by physically moving my body and I didn't change the way I ate. Um, but that was kind of the first step for me to actually like start to regulate, like what's going on in my head from a mental and emotional standpoint, right? If I had some emotional thing that was going on, like going for a run for three, four miles would really just kind of just physically beat it out of me in some sense and allow me to process it a little bit better. So that physical part started helped with the mental part, which made me a little bit more cognizant of the physical part, the physical part increased. And it was kind of a domino effect where every little bit that I was doing was, was giving me gas and motivation for the next piece. Um, but to Jeremy's point, like, I mean, just last week I had such a stressful day that it was 10 o'clock in the morning and I was looking at the potato chips <laughs> in the cupboard. Like, yeah. so it, it's definitely a, an emotional thing for me to go for the food and that it's hard to maintain, you know, your body in, in an image that you want it to be when you have to deal with everything that's going on in life. Mm-hmm. I love that you both openly admit that, you know, there are times when you kind of fall back into those old habits, Mm -hmm. but you don't beat yourself up for it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that you say, oh yeah, well, I had a bad day. Okay. But tomorrow's a new day and starting over again tomorrow. I love that because I think so many people, what happens is we get into that pitfall of, well, I had a bad day, so I ruined it. So I'm just going to continue eating poorly because I already ruined it. Um, And I think that you pointing out mindfulness in being aware and being in the present moment is so important because um, we can then say to ourselves, okay, no, this was one misstep, but not, I'm still on the path. I just kind of got off a little bit. I can get right back on tomorrow and keep going. And I love that. And so I love the concept of your podcast too, because you guys are teaching people how to improve their lives a little bit each and every day. So it's, you know, when we look at like, I need to make all of these changes, like looking at a mountain and we look at the summit and like, oh my gosh, that's way, I can't climb that. Mm-hmm. But if we looked at it as, well, today I can put on my, my hiking shoes and tomorrow I can figure out how I'm getting to the mountain itself. And then I'm going to take five steps the next day. And then I'm going to, so if you do it little by little, as you said, those good habits, you keep up all of a sudden you turn around and your life has completely changed mm-hmm. and you didn't even really realize it because you didn't have to do everything all in one day. It was just a little, a little bit at a time. So I love that. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, I, actually I'll, I'll share with you the analogy that we use um, a lot. That was the original analogy, like going back four years, this is what we were talking about. Um, we were, you know, envisioning like a house that you're in bed, and your house is completely full of junk, like hoarder style. Like you can't even walk through the house. 
and you just have to get to the kitchen to get food. You don't have to clean the whole house. You just need a path to the kitchen. Then if you have to go to the bathroom, you need a path to the bathroom. And then you need a path to the door and then you need a path to the garage. And eventually the mess will clean it up. We'll, we'll clean up when you've, when you've done all of that stuff. So that's, that's what we envisioned with the podcast originally was we need to talk to people about the fact that it's not, you know, gigantic um, things that you do with your life or one single thing that you do with your life to make it better and make it healthier and make it happier. It's all these little things. So each one of our episodes, we're really focusing on one of those little things um, with, with the guest. And, uh, you know, Jeremy and I ask, I guess, intelligent questions sometimes, <laughs> and, but usually it's them filling us in. Um, and then we talk about like how hard it is because, you know, I think that's the thing that we, we were seeing a lot of was, you know, on Instagram, there's all these, you know, social media, right. They show all these pictures of perfect, you know, beach bodies, men and women, and like life is perfect and everything is, is uh, stressless and, and comes with, with ease. And that's just not true. Like all of these things that we want are difficult and there's a struggle behind it. So Jeremy and I talk about, you know, oh yeah, no, everything that that guest said is really great, but man, it's hard to do. Like you need motivation. Motivation doesn't just come. You have to go find it. Things like that. And we, we really just try and relate to people because we are two normal guys on a, on a struggling journey ourselves to be healthier and happier. So that's kind of the, the basic premise of each show. And I'm sure Jeremy's got a lot more color to add. Yeah. And I, and I think what I would add is that, you know, we've done what 140 some episodes at this point. And I feel like even for me, like, because we're sort of immersed in this space and we have to sort of keep up with all the trends and who's talking about what, and what's the latest thing. And is it, is it nonsense? Will it work? Whatever. For anyone who follows this stuff, it can be super overwhelming to feel like, oh, I've got to do that too. That's, I mean, I don't do all 145 things that we've talked about. I've tried them or, or I read the book and, and decided uh, part of that works, part of that doesn't or whatever. But there is so much pressure to try and do all of the things and to, to just drastically overhaul your life, especially when you feel like crap most of the time. Like, you know, I don't remember if Zach said this already, but, you know, I, I live in the in the past with my depression. He lives in the future with his anxiety. And so once a week, we try to come together in the now and talk about how to get through it all. And that's really the the crux of it. And I think it was uh, James Clear that, that was talking about habits. And he said that basically the way forward is to create the small habits that you can do on your worst day. Because if you try and plan, what are all the things I could do when I'm feeling great and everything's dialed in and it's awesome. And then it turns out, eight out of seven days a week, that's not the case. You're not going to be able to keep up that pace. So you've got to just find those little things. Is it a 10 minute walk today? Is it a little more water today? Is it going to bed on time tonight? Like all those little things that seem so insignificant and so inconsequential when you've gone to bed on time every day for a week or three out of five days or whatever it is, all of a sudden you can start feeling like, oh, I've got more energy. I feel a little better. Maybe today I'll add that walk. And then all of a sudden you're walking more. Now you're sleeping and you're walking. Like just these tiny little things that ultimately create more opportunities to get bigger and better so that when you do look back a year, five years later, whatever it is, you can go, wow, I did a lot and it did not feel like it. Yeah. And I think it's great to have people there saying this is difficult and you're not alone because I think there's so many people out there now, like the gurus out there who are like, anybody can do this. And, you know, they, 
it makes people feel worse, I think. Yeah. Because they think, well, if they're saying this is so easy and I should be able to do it, like, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. I deal with that with my, I mean, I think, I think especially people that struggle with depression or anxiety, they hear all of this stuff and it's always like, oh, journal and yoga and do some meditation and focus on your breathing. And when you, when you wake up upset that you woke up, the idea of, oh yeah, I'll just go meditate for 10, like, get out of here. I'm not going to do that. And so I, I empathize with anyone else who struggles with that. Lately, I've been waking up with panic attacks in the morning, just with stress in my life. And I'm just throwing everything I can at it because I know that the more I move my body and the better I take care of myself, the more that that will start to balance out. But yeah, I, I get it for anyone who's just like, it's just not doable. It is. You just have to find what works for you and take, again, the smallest steps forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think so many people, they come across tools and they'll say, oh, I didn't like that, but that didn't work for me. And so they just quit because they think there's nothing out there, but there's so much out there for people. And what's great about your podcast is that you have guests on who share their expertise. So you may have come to the show creating it going, we know what worked for us, but maybe there are other options out there for other people too that help. So I love that you have people on to talk about their expertise and to give people tools that they can use. So uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot here and ask you, um, what is one of your favorite episodes that you've done on your podcast so far? Um, so, so one of my favorites is actually number 98. It's, we did an interview with, with Chris Duffin and he, he's got the Guinness book of world record. He's got the record for, um, deadlifting and squatting a thousand pounds on a barbell, like just unbelievable amount of weight. And, but when you talk to him, like he just has this, this, this life of, he has so much success and so much joy in the way he lives, but he came from intense trauma. And like his message was all around, like what, what happened to you doesn't define you. It's your choice who you become and how you go forward. So I really loved that episode because it really resonated with me because I had some pretty intense trauma as a child and it didn't define me. It's not who I became. And that one, I think I've listened to it probably 10, 12 times because his story resonates with me and it really reinforces to me that uh, for my own personal story, like whenever I'm down or depressed or feeling like I'm not quite getting away from what my childhood did to me, I listen to that one and it really just invigorates me and, and drives me forward. Well, now I know why that episode did so well. <laughs> um, I think the, the one that stands out to me is probably the one that had the biggest impact on me personally. And, and not to make it about physical fitness, because it's the show is so much more than that. But we interviewed uh, Tony Horton at the beginning of the year. He's the guy for the P90X creator. He's, he's gone on to do other things since then. But just talking to him was so interesting because I, I had been complaining to Zach for, I don't know, six months before that about how much I hate the idea of going to the gym. I didn't want to go to the gym. What a waste of life. I didn't want to look back on my life and go look at all those days and hours I wasted lifting heavy things in that same room. Oh, awful. And it was talking to him that inspired me. I was like, well, if I'm going to talk to this guy, I better do some of his workouts. So I tried a few of them and I kind of liked them. And I was like, well, this is interesting. And, and in the middle of like the first week of doing it, he was on the show. And he just really helped me identify that, that 
my purpose sucked. He literally said, your purpose sucks. That's why you're not doing it. You don't have a good enough reason. There's not something pushing you to make you want to do better and take better care of yourself. And just hearing someone like that so uh, clearly and without filter, just go, yeah, because you're doing it wrong. Do it better. Like, stop, like, just ignore all the stories, ignore all the nonsense, show up, put on the shoes, start there. And, and literally he did because, or literally I did, I should say, my workout plan this year started by putting an hour on my calendar every day that I was going to work out. I didn't actually do it for like two weeks, but I saw on the calendar, well, I have time. So that's not a good excuse. It's right there on the calendar. I can't ignore it. I got to show up. That's, that's what it says. And then I put on the shoes and I walked over there and I looked at it and I went, nah, not today. Try it again the next day. Not today. And then finally I went in because now I had a plan and I was doing what he told me to do. That's what I needed. When I tried before, I walked in on my own and just like, I'll lift that for a while. I'll run over there and try and pull myself up on that thing. And I hated it. It was so boring. But having somebody telling me, I literally could turn my brain off and go, tell me what to do. Okay, jump, run, lift. Okay, good. And I was done. And, and at the end of it, I kept going, wow, that was really hard to get in the door. But I feel so much better now that I've done it. And that continued for months of just like, it just became habit. And because I didn't attach anything to the outcome, I didn't say, I'm doing this to lose 20 pounds. I'm doing this to get a killer beach body. I wasn't doing it for any reason other than to create the habit of doing it every day. And that was enough to just keep the engine going. And I didn't need motivation. It just became the habit. It just became part of who I am. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's where a lot of people stand is just the, I would call it frozen, right? Frozen in not doing anything, not moving at all, just standing still. And um, your story of just saying, well, the first thing I did was just say, I'm gonna see if I have time on my calendar and I'm gonna put it there. Because I tell people to do things like that a lot because it it sets an intention of, well, I'm going to make time for this. I'm going to do this. And then that's one little step in that direction. So I love that you tell that I didn't just one day to show up. It didn't happen that way. Like it took several steps for me to get there because I think that a lot of people go through that. Yeah, it's one of the biggest obstacles that I think most of the people we encounter share with us is like, I'm waiting for the motivation. I'm well, on Monday. I'll start on Monday. Cause you know, we got a big thing this weekend. We're traveling. Oh, it's the holidays. I'll start on January 1st. Like everyone's always waiting for this magical thing to swoop in and go, here you go. It's time. You can do all the things you said you were going to do. It's really in your power. It's in your control. It's a matter of what's your purpose. What's your plan. And do you have any accountability? And, and sometimes that accountability can be yourself. Sometimes it can be, calling your, your friend, your, your loved one, whoever, and just saying, just letting them know I did this today. I just need to check in with you and let you know that I did it just so that you're accountable for your actions. So if you can just find a way to implement those three things for whatever it is, and again, starting really small, you'll find success. It's just a matter of, of making the decision that you are the person who does that thing and then committing to actually doing the things that that person would do. Yeah. And I think you have to also celebrate all of the little accomplishments along the way too. I think it's so super important because that kind of helps to build your self-confidence and your self-esteem. And I always tell people, you may not be where you wanna be yet, but look back, look back at where you were a month ago, six months ago, you're probably very far from where you were then, even if you're not exactly where you wanna be now. And that's the point is progress. 
it's mm -hmm. not perfection because that doesn't exist anyway but the progress towards whatever your goals are yeah and i and I, i'll go even a little bit further it's also like it's also gratitude for the moment so you know regardless of what my goals are like it's like currently i have a goal for like you know another uh 5% of body fat to come off of me right but i'm okay right now and i'm happy with where i am right now even though my goals are out there like just having gratitude that i have air in my lungs i woke up this morning i can still walk i can still go do the things that are going to allow me to get that 5% off like just being okay with who you are now knowing that you want to be different in the future when i started doing that all of the shame all of the anger all of the negative emotions around you know beating my current self up to get to that next step went away and now it's just oh i i love me i love this part i love this i will get there i know i will get there because i'm a little bit of an overachiever but I say a little bit, Jeremy laughed. Yeah, a um, little bit. But just being okay with yourself and being grateful for what you do have today um, really helps, you know, not beat yourself up, which, you know, I found myself doing a lot and I thought I was the only one, but it turns out a lot of people beat themselves up over, you know, not being what they want to be. Well, and when it comes to goals for the rest of us, Zach, who aren't overachievers, something important to keep in mind is that the goal really is it's the destination on GPS. And when you get there, usually you feel like, oh, I did it. And then almost as quickly as you celebrate that, it's over and you're like, what next? And so, and and many times you don't reach it because whatever path you went on to get there took you somewhere else. So again, I would just, I would uh, encourage someone to not get too hung up on the, the destination because, you know, it's so cliche, but life is a journey. And if you enjoy the little things that you have to do every day to get where you're going to go. The, the goal kind of just becomes that's, that's where we're going, but man, what a beautiful ride we're taking to get there. And that's really kind of the point, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the destination. Um, so if you have people out there listening who maybe want to get healthier and they want to get fit, but they're stuck in that freeze state where they're just not doing anything except beating themselves up because they know they want to get healthy, but they're not doing anything about it. What are some simple, easy first steps that they can take to just kind of get the ball rolling and get that momentum going? I think you have to start with acknowledging where you are for better or worse, because I think we started, maybe it was our first episode, we talked about this, the idea that you're perfect exactly where you are, otherwise you would be somewhere else. Like you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Whether you're happy with it or not, that's a whole separate judgment thing that you can work on, but it's where you are for, for better or worse. So once you accept it, you have to try and find a way to uh, to change your relationship with it. Because if you start to punish yourself, if you're like, oh, I, I got to lose this weight because it's making me feel bad and I feel terrible and Oh, I'm going to starve myself and hit the gym every day for six days or whatever. You're not going to stick with it because you're not approaching it from a place of love. You're, if you're approaching it from a place of, of hate and anger and punishment, how long are you going to punish yourself? That's going to last a week. And then you're going to get sick of it. You're going to find that there's no progress because all of these things take way more than however long you're going to be willing to put up with that. So just really find a way to accept that you're where you're supposed to be. Otherwise you would be somewhere else. And just be okay with this, whatever journey you're on, it's going to take a long time and you may never actually reach the destination. So, so just 
let go of the outcome and enjoy whatever steps you need to take to get where you're going, whether it's weight loss or money or food or water, whatever the thing is you're trying to add to your life. Just be okay with where you are and start taking the small steps to do it a little bit better tomorrow. Yeah. And I would, you know, the one, the one thing that I, I constantly say, Jeremy's heard, heard me say this a million times now. Um, it's open, open up your, your curiosity about yourself. Um, I think we could, we could probably talk about, Hey, start going for a walk or like do a little things here and there. But, um, for me, it was the, the day that I started to really question my own beliefs, my self-limiting beliefs and why I believed certain things like running is the only way to lose weight. No, it's not building muscle will help you lose weight too. Like really looking at the things that you believe. And this is the hard part, being open to being wrong and, and knowing that what you believe might not be the right thing. And there might be different information. You might've heard something when you were a child, that's just stuck with you for years and years and years and years. That's probably misinformation. I know Jeremy just discovered that things he heard his mom saying when he was a kid are still with him today. And those are things that he believes and they, they aren't true. So just really being very, very curious and looking at yourself and asking, why do I believe this? Why do I believe this one thing that's holding me back? Or why do I believe this thing? Why do I believe that I can't do this? Where What's the underlying cause? And be open to being wrong, which is, I know, a lot easier said than done. Um, but once you can actually start changing some of those beliefs and those self-limiting beliefs, your life will turn around really quickly. Yeah, I love that. And how many times were we told as a kid, at least I was, you better clean your plate, right? You better mm-hmm. eat all of that because there are people who would, you know, are starving and would want to have what you have. And so we sort of, even as we're young, develop these stories surrounding food. At least, you know, I know I did. That was one of them. And another was anytime you were sick or you were upset, you were bought candy or food or something to make you feel better. So we develop this relationship with food that it's not something that just nourishes us. So we're looking at it in a, I think, a completely different way than we should be looking at it. So going back and looking at what were you told as a kid, I think that's really, really good advice because you'll probably discover a lot of things there that, oh yeah, that isn't true. Oh, what if I change the way I thought about that? That can make a big difference. Well, and one of the points Zach was making just about the story about my mom is it was, I just very recently discovered it wasn't even things she said to me. It was things that she would say about herself, Mm -hmm. which, which I know for her, it's, I mean, this is generations. This is not something I'm blaming her for. I'm, I'm just recognizing the pattern and I know what her situation was growing up. And I know what the family was like that, you know, before them growing up. And so it was just, I had this really strange epiphany where I heard her saying something and I just went, oh my God, that's how I think all of the time. And I recognized that, like, I basically identified that if that's true for her when I was a child, then that must be true for me too. And so that's the voice that's in my head is this one that's constantly setting people up for, you know, I'm going to keep the bar nice and low so that anything I do is exceptional. And it's just amazing how now that I've made that identification, I go into almost everything, hearing the voice of, okay, what am I going to tell these people to make sure they know that just by showing up, I'm a hero. And I just have to like turn that off and go, it's fine. Nobody's, nobody has that crazy expectation. So just calm down, show up and it'll be fine. Yeah. And it's so true too, because I mean, children pick up on everything, whether it's directly spoken to them or not. And I know 
my own daughter, she spent a lot of time with my uh, cousin, who was my dad's first cousin, so she was older. And she one day said like, oh, I'm so fat. And I said, why are you saying that? You know, you're seven, first of all. And I realized like she was watching my cousin in the mirror, looking at a dress she's putting on and saying, I'm so fat. And then my daughter, who's seven, mimics this. And I, I thought, you know, how at seven, why would you even think that? When I was seven, I didn't care about anything except going outside to play or whatever. You know, you right. shouldn't be thinking about that. But I realized that she was picking up on what people around her were saying about themselves. And we do that too. Kids always pick up. They listen even when you think they're not. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Oh, yes. The number of times my daughter has has said back to me something I said, which I didn't believe she was listening to, happens more often than, than I'd like to admit. Yeah, we, uh, we had a, a story once my son, we were taking him to the doctor and he was very little. He's 20 now, but at the time he was two. And my mom said to me, do you think we should say something to the doctor about his hearing? He's been repeating things back wrong lately. And we just had this little conversation. So we get to the doctor's office and the doctor says, well, Chris, how are you, buddy? And he said, oh, not too good. I can't hear and everything I say comes out wrong. And the doctor just cracked up laughing. He was listening to our conversation yeah. in the car about <laughs> And the doctor said, oh, that's so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, I guess he was listening to us. That's amazing. What a, what a great example of that. Yeah. I'm like, obviously, he does hear. He's hearing okay. Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. Well, this has been such a great conversation. If anyone out there wants to listen to your podcast and check it out, where can they find The Fit Mess? Uh, at thefitmess.com and on all of the various social media platforms, you'll find us at Fitmess Guys. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. And I'm so thankful for all of the wisdom that you have dropped on us because I know there are people out there listening who I'm sure have benefited from our conversation today and will benefit by going and checking out your podcast. So thank you again for being here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. And thank you guys for being here with us today. I'm going to have the link to their podcast in my show notes. So you can go directly there and click. You don't have to worry about trying to find it or do a Google search. It'll be right there for you. So I highly encourage you to go check out The Fit Mess. And I also want to encourage you to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. As always, I would love it if you would leave me a positive review from wherever you're listening. If you would like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can join us on Patreon and you can see the video of this interview and see how awesome these guys look today. And I am hoping that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.